We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app oh welcome back my goodness welcome back Yes, this is the time. It's usually Michael and I, my son, Michael Bat, all the way from Los Angeles. Unfortunately, he could not join us tonight, but Jonathan and I can definitely handle this. And I'm so excited to have you join us as well, Jonathan. How are you, by the way? I'm fine. I was just trying to give everybody the old uh, okie doke there <laughs> at the 10 o'clock hour. <laughs> Keep y'all awake. Thank you. Appreciate that. Really appreciate that. Have you ever heard of a celebration? Uh, when they go over to Paisley Park every year and um, really do an amazing job celebrating Prince and his life and times and his music, of course. Um, for the first time, I had a chance to be a part of it this year. Uh, Celebration 2022, the Steels were a part of this incredible event at Paisley Park. And it was quite amazing, the technology that they used. Did you hear about this? I've I've known about this ever since his passing. Where was my invite? Hello, why didn't <laughs> you invite me? Man, we didn't have we we just didn't have the people uh, that we. I'll put it to you like this: only so many people could be invited by all the guests, and there were lots of guests. I mean, the band was just stellar. Honestly, I I, I can't tell you how many musicians were on that stage, but it felt like you know, 30 people on the stage. It was just remarkable. And of course the songs, um, the Steels did two of the songs that we recorded with Prince. And um, they also had the video of us at Glam Slam performing both of those. And it was well done and Sacrifice of Victor. I am telling you, Jonathan, I couldn't stop smiling. Looking at that sold out audience, looking at um, the people, their faces, the tears of joy that they had. I mean, these fans are true fans. Now, I know what a fan is. I, you know, <laughs> you go to these concerts. I have some, I'm a fan for some myself. Um, and it just blows me away how people just, it, it's as though their life just came alive that day uh, because they were able to renew their love for Prince. And uh, it was quite remarkable. So I wish you could see it. I'm hoping that one day you will get a ticket to go. I, I need to, it's worth it. I need to pay attention next year uh, to the date that it's actually going to be happening and, and try to get a ticket or tickets or whatever to go, get a chance to, uh, to go out there. Because I, I have been to Paisley Park once, and it is amazing. Wow. It is amazing. It doesn't look anything like it did when he was alive and we were at the studios recording. And 
I, I, you know, I look back on those years and it was just, wow, we miss him so much. He was family to us. And I have to tell you, man, when you go in and see it now, when did you see it? Just a couple of years ago? Yeah, just a couple. Uh, 2019 was when I took uh, my my dad came up uh, from Kansas City for a few days and we were trying to figure out something to do. And we decided, oh, let's go ahead and take the tour. And so we took the tour one of those days, and it was, like I said, and, and, and going through the tour and seeing everything. And I know, like you said, it's not going to be the same exact way that Prince had it when he was alive because, number one, it's not lived in now. It's, it's made up as a museum. It's made up as uh, a, a remem- remembrance to his life and everything. But going around the property – and seeing what he put in there and how it was arranged and everything, I came out of there thinking this man thought of everything. This man in his residence, in where he lived, thought of everything, put everything in there. It was amazing. Yeah, we would go up to his apartment and just laugh and talk after a recording session. All of us would just sit there. It was like, honestly, he was family to us. So I am I was so honored to be a part of it this year. Um, in fact, the celebration w- was held the first weekend in June, um, just as it was when Prince planned it himself in the early 2000s. So we, are, we were really excited to be on that stage with everybody we knew and loved and toured with and... Um, worked with even at Glam Slam. You remember Glam Slam, right? I do not remember Glam Slam. I don't <laughs> oh, remember that. Oh, you went around. You went around then, huh? Well, well it was when, just... when was it? Oh my gosh, nineteen ninety-two to nineteen. I, I was around, but but I was I wasn't even a teen yet. So I I knew about Prince. I knew who Prince was. Absolutely, I knew who it was. Um, I remember when when. Now, now again, I'm dating myself, uh, even though I'm younger than you are. Uh, but uh, I had the practice in the 80s and the 90s was recording songs off the radio onto cassette tapes and putting together your own mix, your own your own spin on uh, the songs that you liked. And I know that one of the songs that I had on one of those tapes was "Let's Go Crazy" by Prince. <laughs> yeah, one of the favorites. That's for sure. That song was not performed uh last night. And and it was interesting. Prince was actually on the screen singing, but everything else was live. The steels were live, the dancers were live. Kirk Johnson was in charge of the whole thing and did a great job. Uh the stage, all of the musicians, all of the people involved. Um it it was it was just remarkable. I cannot say anything more about that. It was just remarkable. Now, I do want to say that the celebration did kick off uh, this past Thursday. Uh, June 2nd was that evening um, because people were really excited to see this new mural, the Prince mural in downtown Minneapolis. I'm sure you heard about that, right? I have. I have not been been over to see it yet. I was thinking before I came in today, I would get a look at it. But I got in too late for that, so I over the next week or two, I need to come back down here and see it. Well, it's all over social media, and of course, it's located, in case you want to know, people that are listening, on the southwest corner of 1st Avenue and 8th Street, right across from 1st Avenue. So all you got to do is drive past it, and it's, it's supposed to be lit up. I don't know what time they turn the lights off or if they keep it uh, shining all night, but man, it, it, it was just... 
Wow. And then they had a big event at the W Hotel, you know, in the Fauchet uh, Tower. And um, um, that place was, it set the stage for an exclusive night in celebration of Prince. And so people were partying downtown Minneapolis for sure. But man, were we really amped about being a part of it. It was just cool. And by the way, did you see a picture of that mural? I have, yes. It's beautiful. I think it's absolutely beautiful. You're not going to get any argument from me. Okay, there you go. I I don't, I can't, um, I don't remember how to pronounce the artist's name, but oh my gosh, it is stunning. And I know Sharon Smith-Akinsanya worked so hard with her team to get this up and, and going for the celebration. So people, all of these people that came from all over the world to be a part of this celebration, they got a chance to see the mural. They got a chance to come and see Paisley Park and this big concert. And then today, the Steels, we thought we were doing a brunch uh, a couple of weeks ago. We were asked to do a brunch and they changed it to a breakfast. So last night, you know, we didn't get done until what, what time do we get done and off the stage? Maybe midnight and then get up this morning and be at the Dakota to, to, to sing at 8 o'clock. And the event started at 9.30. And I am telling you, these fans are avid fans. They are just so excited for anyone who was in the bubble that was Prince, um, that was able to you know be taught under him. I mean, my voice grew. I grew under him. So I, I just cannot tell you how honored I was this weekend and how much I was smiling inside and out. Um, knowing that we were celebrating him. So he was singing on the screen, but everything else was live. And the thing with Prince about, uh, like you said, the fandom that surrounds him, there are are fans of every musical act, um, band, whatever you want to call it. Otherwise, you know, the the fans that have been around for or I'm sorry the bands that have been around for a long time they have those super fans they have those people that really uh, that really resonate with them right. with Prince it kind of goes to another level um, I you you have to put him as far as fandom in the same realm of some as some at least of his contemporaries where you're talking about Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston. Uh, I know she's a little bit younger, but maybe like a Mariah Carey. Um, Some of these people that came up in the 80s, Madonna. These fandoms were huge, but you didn't know about Prince's as much. It didn't show up as much, but but especially after after he passed, the fandom of, of this man. It just you you see it more and more and more and how deep it is and how connected it is. When we were when my father and I took that tour of Paisley Park, we had a couple of other people that came in from uh, I believe it was Kansas, I believe it was uh, another area in Kansas. But there was a guy that came in from I believe Mexico. Uh, him and his his uh, significant other came in from Mexico just to come to Paisley Park. And that's it's wow. The, it's deep. It is deeper than you realize. It is. It really is, and it should be. I mean, he was just remarkable. He really was. Was he perfect? None of us are. But he was definitely uh, left a mark on the world. On the world. He These was good enough. All he had over a, the world. He had a scepter. 
That's what I'm talking. He had a scepter. <laughs> he shows up at Wimbledon one year holding a scepter. That's my man. That's my man right there. Wimbledon, um, um, the arena or the Wimbledon, tennis tournament. The, um, oh, the, the tennis the tournament. tournament. He the, the did ten- with a scepter. He, they showed him. I think this was like in 05 or 06 or something. Maybe 09. But I think it was uh, a finals match or a match that was involving Serena Williams. And they, they zoom up to the box, and he's in one of the, the luxury boxes there, and he's just holding his hands over this scepter in front of him. And it's just, it just took on life of its own. It's great. See, you're that guy. That's the part that you are just overwhelmed and overjoyed with. It, just, it shocks me it's often just, when it's I just hear you part, talk It's like just that. part of the lore. It's not everything. The music is the majority of it. But it's part of the lore of Prince as uh, – that's the other thing. Kind of in, the, in, a, in a similar vein to Michael Jackson, he, he was an eclectic person. He was a, he was a uh, reserved person in a lot of ways, but he was eclectic in, in his, uh, his, his hobbies, his, uh, his interests. He was eclectic. Yeah. Well, I tell you, we miss him, that's for sure. And I'm so grateful I had the opportunity to be a part of one of the celebrations. You know, they've been doing it for a long time, and um, I just, I'm really grateful. I know J.D., uh, my brother, he um, was the MC for, I think, two or three years of the celebration. And so he knew all about it. I was asking him a lot of questions about it. But it just felt like being with family again. My tie was there. She looked amazing, just performed beautifully. The audience just went nuts. And when they introduced, you know, because new, new Power Generation has, you know, two iterations. So the band was combined, you know, a different drummer here, uh, different guitars, or there were two guitars and two bass players. And, and, and the horns were smoking, you know, young. There was a young African-American um, a horn. I can't remember which horn he played, forgive me, but he looks like he's, you know, 18, 19 years old, tall. His name was um, Alex. And all of them, they were just, it wasn't the horn heads. You know, most people say, oh, the horn heads will be there. This wasn't the horn heads, but they did a great job. I just, I love the whole event. I couldn't stop smiling. I, I got to so. say we have to go to break, but uh, next time I'm just saying, you know, Slide a brother a ticket. You know, just, <laughs> just slide a brother a ticket just here, there. I didn't, have, I didn't have a brother to, you know, slide it to. Wait a minute. I'm so wait. sorry, Jonathan. Wait, wait, come on. I'm sorry. Okay, tell your brothers to slide a brother a okay, ticket. Okay, okay, okay. You I get got a it. ticket uh, as a brother from the brothers. Oh, goodness. Okay, it's time for us to take a break. We'll be back. <laughs> we really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Raspberry Beret. Oh, man. Who doesn't remember this song? Come on. Jonathan, did you dance to this one? Again, this was when this was this came out when I was like six or seven. I probably danced to it, but I don't remember it. It wasn't like it was there in my teen years um, when it came out. Now, later on, yes. Yes. When when you when you have the station on or when you had a party and this might come up, yes, you absolutely dance this song. <laughs> absolutely. It's just, it's just one of those unforgettable ones, you know. Oh, my gosh. There were people trying to get red raspberry berets, you know, to wear to different events, Prince events. So just incredible. So how are you doing with COVID, you know, this whole monkey pox? Have you, uh, <laughs> have you read up about that? And, and if so, how do you feel about it? I I haven't read up on it. I've heard I've I've heard some stuff about it, and we've had. I'm trying to think of uh, who who. Uh, oh, I think on the takeout with uh, Major Garrett that airs here Sunday afternoons and and Saturday overnights. Um, I believe he had Anthony Fauci on, Doctor Anthony Fauci on last week or two weeks ago, and they briefly talked about monkeypox and the difference between that and smallpox. Uh, and the difference between this outbreak that's happening with this specific disease and what's going and how it differs from COVID. And it's something to watch that uh, Dr. Fauci was saying at the time. It's something to watch, but this is not nearly the communicable, uh, spreadable disease that COVID is. And so wow. I'm not near as concerned with that. Uh, but. Still, COVID, you you have concerns. Uh, well, some people have concerns, not and not everybody. Yeah, I I don't know. It's just <laughs> this whole thing with COVID is ever changing. Um, and when they called it monkeypox, I actually thought it was a joke. I'm like, who in the world would call it monkey? What? <laughs> you know, I'm calling people around the country, asking what well, what are y'all saying about it? What are your what is the medical field in your state saying? No, it's, in your it, city saying? Yeah, it's it's, just, it's been around. It's I, I I had heard of it in the past. This isn't a, this isn't a new thing. It's new for me. Okay, it is. I have never heard of that before. Yeah, so no, this is, this been? is this is something that's been around. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's unusual and strange, and some people are terrified of it, and others are like, yeah, whatever, monkeypox. I mean, what? <laughs> so I don't know when we're ever going to be done with this. I just don't, you know. Um, the worst of times was in 1918, of course, with that horrible, horrible pandemic, and here we are today. Um, I don't know if that our, was the worst of times. I mean, the Black Plague. Yeah, you I understand go, that, but I'm saying I'm saying those that are still living today, we still have sure. people that were born in sure. 1918. You know, it was a very difficult time, um, and COVID. We've gotten to the point now where it just feels like okay, um, we're just going to be done with this now. <laughs> Let's move on with our lives. I mean, I've had people and friends and and associates say to me, "I'm so sick of it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of and it I as just well." Wanna, 
I'm, yeah, I'm, I think I'm, we all are. Yeah, I think I think I don't know anybody in my circle that is that is done or that is they're vigilant. There may be people that are still vigilant, but that doesn't mean that oh, I'm uh, going to hunker down and go into end times mode, into prepper mm-hmm. mode, and and that sort of thing. So. Yeah, I think most everybody feels that they're done with it. We 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 want to get to somewhere where I'm not I'm not going to say normal. I'm not because normal has changed. Normal That's is true. now different. It is not what it was in 2019. But we're trying to get closer to what we had in 2019. Yeah, and and I don't know if we've gotten close enough, but. People keep trying. We do keep trying, and you I appreciate that, right. that. And and even people um, that see folks that are still wearing masks, and I I applaud them for that. If you feel like you need a mask, absolutely put it on. I'm not one of those who believes everybody should be out of a mask because everyone has not been vaccinated. You know, so it's like, yeah, I I I support you in wearing that mask, especially at Costco and grocery stores. You see a lot of it now. I don't know about in your neighborhood. Do you see a lot of people wearing masks at gas stations and malls I, and that sort of thing? I would say some. I wouldn't say a lot. Um, I do wear a mask when I go into a grocery store or into a uh, maybe if I'm picking something up quick from a restaurant. I have gotten into the habit of if I'm sitting down and, and hanging out at a, at a bar or a restaurant, I have taken the mask off. I have uh, interacted with people without a mask on. But if I have an idea of, hey, I'm going to a grocery store or Target or somewhere like that, I have put my mask on. So I'm I'm kind of a weird person to ask because I'm not all the way one way. I'm not all the way the other. Well, there you you go. I know we got to do weather in a minute. So we're going to take a break and then come back and talk about how MenPost has an article um, that talked about, you might have even heard about this, but it talks about bikes are the answer to halting climate change. And I want to hear more about that. We'll be back. It is night. It's now 1039. My goodness, how the time is flying. Yes, if you're just joining us, the Mom and Michael Hour is usually happening at this time. But it's Jonathan and I tonight. Michael is is um, off tonight in Los Angeles. Um, I do want to look talk a little bit about this article in Men Post. I really like Men Post. Um, the title is Bikes are the answer to halting climate change. Okay, that's the headline. And there's no time for long-term solutions. We have to cut carbon now. Now, this is by Keith Heiberg. He's the one that wrote this article. And it talks about, this was on June 3rd, by the way, that the UN Secretary General, Antonio Guterres, called the August 2021 Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change Report Code Red for Humanity. I remember that. There's now a 50-50 chance that the world will surpass, will surpass a critical threshold of 1.5 degrees, 1.5 degrees Celsius of global warming in the next five years. Now, the report says that surpassing the limit is likely to be temporary. Temperatures come could come back down again, but science shows that even a temporary overshoot could bring irreversible changes to the planet. So, Jonathan, you are a trained meteorologist, and I'm just curious to know what 1.5 degrees Celsius of global warming could mean to the planet. I think it could could be very significant because 
Uh, I was doing the quick math, and I'm just trying to check my my quick math here. But you're talking about 1.5 degrees Celsius, I believe, is this is the equivalent of around 2.5 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, and again, we are the one country, really, one of the few that use Fahrenheit instead of Celsius. So, right. um, take that as you will. But the think think of it this way: so if you have, I had brought up an example of a winter day, like a December or January day. Think of a summer day where you are experiencing temperatures at around 85, and the average high of that day is 85. Well, over the next decade, that temperature increase is going to go to 87.5. So you so you raise 2.5 degrees in temperature. That allows more moisture to come in in, 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 a, in a local sense. That allows more moisture to be built. That allows more moisture to hang in the air. And it it allows conditions to change. And again, the biggest thing about this is not about necessarily your local forecast. It's about what's happening at the poles. It's about what's what's happening in the Arctic and in the Antarctic and in places like Greenland and Iceland and Iceland, and, yep. and, and Siberia, where they have all these areas of permafrost. Getting the ice at a specific temperature and, and having it start to melt. That's going to change, again, water levels, moisture content, moisture levels, and the more heat and moisture you have in an area, the more, uh, on a weather standpoint, the more likelihood you have for volatile weather, storms, hurricanes, typhoons in, in uh, the Pacific, stuff like that. So yeah. the, the more the temperature rises, it's going to allow more variances of weather to happen and 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 that's going from the variances in climate cause more variances in weather and so again it doesn't seem that big it doesn't seem that expansive overall but let's take two and a let's take two and a half degrees fahrenheit over a century if we stay on that path let's say at, at 2000 in the year 2000 an average day, an average July day, you're at 80 degrees. You raise 2.5 every every decade. 2.5 degrees every decade. You're at five degrees in 20 years. You're at 10 degrees in 40 years. You're at 20 degrees in 80 years, and 20 just under 25. So that 80 degrees you have in June as a, as a minimum. And I know we can change things. I know things fluctuate, but it, but let's again two and a half degrees average. 80 degrees in June of two or July of 2000 equates to over 100 degrees in June or July of 2100. But here's the challenge for me. We've been talking about this since talking about this since before 2000 when um at that time it was um uh, Vice President Al Gore, um, and he came out with uh, Inconvenient Truth. And you and I have talked about this several times. The problem is they keep screaming at us irreversible changes, irreversible changes, irreversible changes to the planet. And it doesn't seem to stick with us for long. It's like we'll all hear it and we'll go, wow, yeah, that could happen. But this is for real. 
you know, this is our, my grandchildren. It's, this is our families. This is the children that, you know, will have to be the ones to help save the planet. I don't understand why we don't seem to take it as, um, at, at, we don't seem to really believe what we're hearing, even though we see the changes in our planet. We see what is happening with drought and how the rivers are are drying up and lakes are drying up. We see this. I can't remember what lake it was when they started pulling out bodies. Good Lord. Just we People are walking across lakes to find things. Remember in Atlanta when one of their big lakes dried up and people would walk out to the center of it and start, you know, searching for goods. It's like, oh, yeah, let me see if I can find something that's going to help me make money. I don't understand why we don't get it. Again, it's it's the things that I'm going to relate this real quick to a couple things. Number one. I think you could say the same thing about coronavirus. There is there is an ability for people, there is a, a willingness, I won't say ability, a willingness for people to see the, the danger in the illness and a willingness for other people to not have the faith in there. I can't see what the, the symptoms are. I can't see this little virus. I can't see these little atoms. I, I just... What's the harm? And mm-hmm. and the other thing I'm tying this to and tying both of these things together with the climate and with the coronavirus is a faith-based thing. It's faith. It's faith in believing in whether and, – and everybody talks about believe the science. In both of these cases, believe the science. If you are willing, if you have a willingness to believe in the science behind coronavirus infection, uh, climate change – you will have more of an uh, of a of a willingness to look out there for for research and for facts that help your cause or or promote your cause if you don't have the willingness to see it then you're just you're not going to see it that way well, you know, President Biden set an ambitious target, it says in the article, uh, 50% of electric vehicle sales shares in the U.S. by 2030. Here's the challenge. It's 2022, and we still don't have the infrastructure for electric cars like we should. Some states really have it. We're not one of them. A whole lot of states are not doing as much as some of the southern, far southern states and um, the ones out east. I'm sorry, the western states and the ones out east. So I, if you're not going to have the infrastructure, then you're not going to get a whole bunch of people, 50% of electric vehicles on the streets, right? So it's like they're saying one thing to us, but they're doing something completely different. And I... I'm so concerned about it. You know, I try to do as much as I can for climate, um, to protect the climate and to, to do my part, right? And they tell us, you know, make sure that you do this and your trash and your recycling and make sure you put a bottle of water in your tank, in the, to- the toilet tank, and make sure you don't use as much water. And we could go on and on and on, yet people don't seem to really think this is real. And I don't know what it's going to take, do you? Uh, no, not at this point. Um, I, I don't, for the people that right now it's an entrenched thing. If you believe it, you're going to staunchly believe in it and believe about the, the urgency of it. If you don't, it's going to take something potentially catastrophic 
to to see that that it is changing. You talk about people that live on the Gulf Coast or the coastline of the Atlantic around, you know, Florida and mm-hmm. South Carolina and those areas and they'll say, "Yeah, we we've seen it gradually change. We've seen gradual change, but it's just not in our psyche that oh, over 20 years this has happened and what used to be around here isn't there anymore." But we're not seeing it on a day-to-day basis. In 20 years, a whole lot can change. So I don't know if we have the attention span to necessarily necessarily look at it in that way. Because, again, it's not going to be anything – it's probably not going to be anything that's instantaneous. It's going to be something that takes time. It will take time, and I must admit, um, in this article, it also talks about how we just don't have here in Minnesota, we don't have the grid uh, that, you know, it just won't reach 100% renewables for decades, if ever, it says in the article. The most people can't, most people can't afford an electric vehicle. It's that expensive, they say. So I don't know what's going to happen. I just keep saying to myself, what can I do? What can I do? What more can I do? You know, giving my clothes, giving clothes away, my grandchildren's clothes away in good shape, you know, making sure that other children have what they need as well. I, I'm just trying to think of all that I can do um, to try to figure out that I'm at least be comfortable in my own skin, that I'm doing important things to help the climate. So companies like Minnesota or organizations like Minnesota 350 and so much more, they work so hard. They work so hard. And I just, I don't know, Jonathan, I I won't give up. I can tell you that. But I fear that we are asleep. And when we wake up, it'll be too late. There you go. So take a look at that MinPulse article, everyone. And maybe you will kind of see from our perspective what we think about this. Um, if you don't take a bike, they're saying, because most people can take a bicycle, right? If you own a bicycle and could start riding it, it says, start riding it today. It's simple, it's reliable, it's affordable, and a true zero emissions vehicle. You don't have to pay for gas, oil changes, insurance, or parking. Not only that, it improves your personal health as well as the health of the climate. But do you have a bike and you would ride it to work, Jonathan? I'm going to say this real quick as we do need to break. I'm not uh, as big of a fan of, of the suggestions in the article. I understand where they're coming from. Yeah. And I, I have, I, I would say I have uh, people that I know, family members and, and friends that would agree wholeheartedly with that and, and do their part by riding their bikes. I just don't know if it's a sustainable thing right now because we are not a bike friendly society as far as our transportation and our infrastructure. Mm. All right, we're going to take a break and we'll be back. My goodness, as we wrap it all up tonight, um, it has been really fun being with you. Um, thank you so much for sticking and staying with us on Still Talking and Center Stage and the Mom and Michael Hour. We really appreciate it. I must say I had a chance to go and visit Paris once in my life and not so long ago. And I read this story uh, called Strange News, really, from, uh, you know, to, to, this is weird because it happened in Paris. And it's a man in a wig was detained after throwing a piece of cake at the Mona Lisa. And I know they've been talking about that for almost a week now. Uh, And some people laughed at it and others didn't. But the Mona Lisa is revered. It's considered something very super 
special. And I know I had a chance to go to the Louvre and see that painting. And of course, Jonathan, it was shocking because it's really quite small. Uh, it's on this huge wall, but it's really small. That's what I Are heard. You, I heard yeah. – uh, so there's a, a, a show I watch on ESPN, and they were talking about this earlier this week. They do – they may throw in some random story, and they talked about it earlier this week. And they said during, while they were recapping it, they're like, yeah, it's actually a really small painting. I, I never knew that. Yeah, it's really small. Really small. And people gather, you know, at the Louvre to see it. I mean, they really come from all over the world just to see it. But it's a little disappointing when you finally see it. I don't know or understand the beauty of that particular painting. It doesn't speak to me yet. Um, but people sure do love it. But to throw cake at it? Why did he choose cake? That's ridiculous. It why has did, been such he, a pleasure. Why custard pie? Custard pie would have been better. No, no ice cream. I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, it's been a pleasure being here with you tonight, Jonathan. Thank you so much for sticking and staying with me tonight for the Mom and Michael Hour. Thank you so much, and you have a great week. You Good do night, the same. Everyone. Thank you. Good night. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 